the listeners. How are you? Um, this is Abraham Bazidai with you, and you are listening to Howard on Live. This radio, uh, this radio show is live, and that's it. Passover is behind us, and the Chag Shavuot is in front of us. And um, actually, when we're talking about these days, maybe before we start the the topic I would like to speak on, let's say a few words about the essential of this of these days. Well, we all know that Chazal says that. In the days of the Sifirat HaOmer, the 24,000 Talmidei Rabbi Akiva was died. 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva, was died, were died. And we ask why. So Chazar says, Al Shilona Agu Kavod Zebaze. Because the relationship between the between them didn't was respected enough. And when we say didn't was respected enough, it's not it's not in our perception. We cannot really internalize, we cannot really understand what Hazal means when they say that that Lona Agu Kavod Zebaze. It's it's unbelievable. But if Chazal says, so Chazal says, so we know that this is the truth. So in their level, in their darga of Avodat Hashem, there was a little bit of lack, something lack in the respected relationship. And uh, I think that we should learn from this. People might think that the duty to behave to respect one another is just for Ben Adam Lachavero. But we have to know that it's also for Ben Adam Livno. The relationship between us and to our children are the same. The old halachot, the entire dinim of Ben Adam Lachavero actually also exist. And especially exist in the relationship between us and our children. Because a little child cannot be bar mechile. He cannot say, okay, I forgive you. Nothing's happened. Because even if he says, it's nothing. Because he has now the koach to make mechile. So we really have to be careful about that. When you talking with your child, when you uh, behave in your child, you have to take, in, to, ca- to take it into account that maybe if you fail, if you make a sin of Ben Adam Lachavero, your child doesn't even can give you mechile, cannot make the mechila. And uh, we know that the stiper of the Tzal, the father of the Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, Shlita, when he just thought that maybe one of the children in uh, the neighborhood maybe got heard from him, so he told him in a secret, my dear friend, I want to give you a special gift when you 
when you be um, bar mitzvah, I want you to send me an invitation because I want to be in your bar mitzvah. I want you to come to me. I want to give you a special gift. Who is going to pass a special gift from the stipler? So each one of the kids, when he reached to his bar mitzvah, he came to the stipler's house and he said, Rabbi, you invited me. You told me when I reached the bar mitzvah, you want to give me a gift. So the stipler Remember, this is the sign. If I told him I want to give him a gift, now I know that maybe I hurt, I hurted him. So he asked him, are you already bar mitzvah in your age? He says, yes. So the stapler says, I want your mechile. And then the stapler took a new book of him. He writes, a few words, a special gift to Mr. Plony Almoni, and then he gave it to him. So we see how Hazal was very, very, very careful in Menadam Lachavero. It's not a simple thing. And I don't see myself as one that can even be able to speak about it, because I'm not perfected also. But I think that we all together have to use these uh, these days to make one step forward in Menadam Lachavero. To think twice before we're yelling at our children. To think twice before we criticize them. Maybe it's not just Chinuch. Maybe it's also my personal anger that I want to throw out my anger on his little head. I have to be careful about that. Don't let the life just flowing. Keep watching on, on your life every moment, every minute, or maybe every hour. Pay attention. Think about it. What was the relationship between me and my kid all over the vacation in the Passover, in Pesach? How many anger I put on their head and how many arguments maybe I could avoid from them if I would be just a little bit more calm, relaxed. We have to think about it. Now someone asked the Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Oyerbach Zatzal, if it's like that, nobody can exist, nobody can live with his kids, because every day we have some clashes, we have some arguments, we have some yells, I cannot watch my steps 24-7 because I live with my family. It's not so simple. So if it's really like that, that the sin of Ben Adam Lachavero also exists and the relationship between us and our kids, we cannot live with that. What's the chance we can, we, we're able to live with someone so many hours, so many days, without hurting him. So Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Rebach Zetzal told him the answer. He told him, if the regular behavior, the regular atmosphere, the regular attitude to your children is attitude of respected, of sympathetic attitude, 
it's okay. So even if you have failed here and there, sometimes from time to time, you not have a duty to ask for mechila. Because this is the life. When you try to be avoid from arguments, to be avoid from humiliation on your kids, and you try to keep their dignity, so even if you fail here and there from time to time, it's not a big deal. But if you don't watch your steps, if you don't really care about it, if you don't put the focus on this matter, I want to be avoid from hurt my son, from criticize my son, if you don't care about that, so when he reached to Bar Mitzvah, you have a duty to ask for forgiveness of every single time that you hurted him. It's horrible. It's really horrible. Well, I hope this is the lesson from these days that we can take to the days toward us all over the Sefirata Omer, at least until uh, through Lagba Omer. Let's watch our steps. Let's watch our words before we say something, before we acting. Let's try. Uh, let's try. Um, to take uh, to take it into account, to think about it, to put a focus on it, so Bezrat Hashem, uh, we can make uh, improvement, and Bezrat Hashem, we can take the lesson from these days. Well, the listeners, today I would like to speak about about one of the popular topics in education and raising children, and I'm talking about prizes and punishment. So let me to inviting you. Uh, to start and send us your text messages from right now. If you have some questions or some uh, things that you want to make it clear on the issue of prizes and punishments, uh, you can text us uh, a phone number for texting 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Eight, I warmly recommending you to start and send your questions uh, from right now uh, so we can evaluate the time for the answers. Also, if you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. An email for this uh, radio show and all over the week, my email is abrahameducation at gmail.com. Abraham Education at gmail.com. You can also listen to us through my website. Uh, the address of my website is abraham barzilai.com slash eng for the English website. So we're going to a small vocal break, and you stay with us. We'll be right back with a special topic of prizes and punishment. Uh, it's good or not. Should we use it, or maybe we have to avoid from using prizes and punishment? Where to use it and where not? All the answer right after the vocal break. Bevakasha. <laughs> Da 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 da
Well, the listeners, we're here back with you, and you're listening to Haveritan Olad, here with you, Abraham Barzilai, and we start. Well, um, many, many parents just actually in, in a great confusion. When they're using the prizes, they see that the benefit of prizes actually... Uh, we we actually gain something, but not for a long time. I mean, when you, each one of you that he ever tried prizes, let's say that I'm telling to my children, I want you um, to make your ho- to, to to make your homework, and dear you see if you're going to make your homework as well. I'm going to give you a candy, I'm going to give you a dollar, I'm going to give you a ice cream, okay? So he says, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. And he made his homework perfect. But during the time, in one week, he says, you know what? What is ice cream? It's nothing for me. Give me something, something more special. Give me something else. Or maybe during the time they say, you know what? I don't want your commands and not your prizes. In Hebrew we say, Lo velo I don't want your good, thing, good stuff and I don't want your bad stuff. Don't demand from me anything and I don't need your prizes, okay? Who needs your prizes? I can buy it by myself or some sentence like this. And we ask ourselves, so where is the benefit? of a prize. Maybe we have to make the prize more expensive and when we try to make it more expensive it's it's actually working again, but not for a long time. And then the prize list I'm call I'm call it prize list of the kid actually getting higher and higher, more expensive and more expensive. And we ask why? I think that each one of us Inside his heart, really aware that that uh, prizes are not the real solution. Because if it was like that, so why the using in prizes doesn't end? If it's just like an engine to start my child driving, I want to to put him on a track. So I just have to use the prizes, but why it's not end. And as long as I try to use prizes, the price list of the kid actually getting higher and higher. In another hand, when we're talking about punishment, we also cannot finish with it. Because if you start the path of punishment, you very quickly, you can see that it doesn't work. You threaten him, you punish him. Maybe it helps you a little bit in the beginning of the process, but not more than that. After all, if punishment was so great benefit, so we could use it, and that's it. We can change the behavior of my child, and that's it. So why 
our punishment is always necessary. We have to ask ourselves those questions because it's really important to our children's education. I would like to try to illuminate uh, the issue of prizes and and punishments, and where can I put the linkage between those two things? Well, let's try to imagine to ourselves that we have a ruler. On the right side of the ruler, let's put the prizes, okay? On the left side, let's put the punishments. Now, we have many, many ways to activate our children. Means, I want my child to walk with me to the shul. So I have to find the way how can I activate my child to do that, to leave the toys, to leave the house, to close the door behind him, and to walk with me to the shul. How can I activate my child to open the door and read the fila from it? How can I activate my daughter to make her homework? How can I activate my son to leave all his toys, to leave the book, and I want him to take a shower? Actually, the most of the daily schedule of us, we always watching about there are steps. I want them to get a great function. Now, we have many ways to activate our children. Let's say that I have a child that he's so, so sensitive. And I tell him, Dear Yossi, could you go to the grocery and buy a milk for us? And he say, No, I have no power right now. I don't want to do that. Uh, I work. It's better to me to read a story right now. And then you, mommy, make a face of what's so painful, and you say, okay, Yossi, you don't want to help, mommy? Okay. I'm going to wear my shoes right now. I'm going to dress, and I'm going to buy the milk. And because it, your dear Yossi is very sensitive, you say, Okay, mommy, no, 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 you're so poor. I'm going to take the, okay, okay, I'm going to buy the milk. So you take the meter of mercy of your child and you use it to activate him. I mean, you use his sensitivity just for your own good because you want to use him or maybe you want to activate him, to educate him, whatever you want, whatever you call it. This is a method in order to activate your child, to make the things happen. I want him to leave the house, go to the grocery, and bring a milk. Now, if your child is not so sensitive, okay, but he's so smart and he has a chutzpah, but you want to activate him, you want him to go to the grocery and bring a milk. Then you say, Dear Yossi, I wanted to go to the grocery to buy a milk. And he says, No, mommy, I'm not going to do that. I have no power for that. And then you say, If you're not going to do that, I wouldn't let you your game. I wouldn't let you go out to your friend. And tomorrow morning, I'm not going to buy you uh, something uh, like candy or uh, I don't know what. 
And then he say, okay, okay, ooh. I will, okay, I'm going. Now, you use the threat, you use the punishment to activate your child, okay? Now, I want you to imagine a ruler because on the right side we have the prizes. This is the nicely way, the most nice way in order to activate our children. On the left side I put it, the punishment because this is the worst way to activate my child. But those two things actually has one goal, and the goal is to make my child doing things that I ask him to do. And I just want to tell you, there is no any difference between prizes or punishments. Those two things are very, very negative. This is very, very negative method to make your child be activated. And I'll tell you why. Because the highly value that I want to, I want my child to really understand is discipline. Discipline means there is an authority. There are rules. You cannot cross the lines. The world actually established on rules. The rules of the parents, the rules of the school, the rules of the family, the rules of the society. And in the end of the day, we're talking about the rules of Hashem, the rules of the Torah. I want to raise my child in a way that he's going to internalize as earlier that I can. I want him to internalize the world established on rules. You cannot cross the line. This is not a way of life. And the only way to get this value is by discipline. So let's go back to our ruler. If I put on the right side the prizes and on the left side the, the punishments, on the middle should be discipline. The discipline should be in the middle. This is the healthy way to activate my child because discipline is also a way that I use it in order to activate my child. But discipline makes it different. Now, I know these things might be sound uh, too complicated. I just try to make it more simple. Let's say that I want my Diviosi to come with me to the shul and be with Paul to pray. I want him to meet Paul with me. So I take him with me, and I have no choice because I have to force him. Why? Because he doesn't want to leave his toys. He doesn't want to leave his stories book. But I have to take his hand and tell him, Yossi, now we're going to do the feeling, okay? Leave it all behind you. I want you to come with me to the shul. Now let's try to go out from our... Uh, perspective into my child's eyes. How is the Yosef's perspective? He says, oh, unfortunately, there is something which called tefillah. I hate it. Because if it wouldn't exist, so 
I wouldn't have to leave my stories book right now or my toys right now. I just could keep gaming. The only reason I have to suffer right now is because of the tefillah. I hate tefillah. If he, even if your son doesn't tell these exact, exact words to himself, but this is the feeling, this is the atmosphere that he actually starting to absorb. Now, when he sits next to me in the shul, I tell him, Yossi, stop dreaming. I want you to open the siddur and start reading. Oh, no, I hate the siddur. Because if the tefillah was by heart, my daddy would laugh to me. He wouldn't keep watching on me. If I just left the siddur or maybe I don't read the text, he wants me to read. I hate the siddur. Now, the father see the negative impact on his child, and he is afraid. He really afraid. He says to himself, oh, no, what did I gain here? What did I gain? I forced my Yossi to come with me to the shul, and he hated it. I forced him to open the siddur, and he hated it. I forced him to be with pollen, and he hated it. What is the chance I'm really dealing with education? I try to make my child do these things in order for the long term. I want him to love the tefillah, to develop the, his tefillah. And actually, I feel that I'm making the opposite. And he's very confused. So what is the first solution all the council, all the, uh, all the advisors say Give him a prize. Make it nicer. Give him a prize. And unfortunately, many, many parents buy this idea. They say, oh, that's great. Huh. I wouldn't I think about it. Of course this is the solution. The next time he wants his Yossi to leave his toys and come with him to the shul, he says, Yossi, I want you to come to the shul. Oh, no, Daddy, I want to keep reading right now. I want to keep gaming right now. And then the father says, Yossi, look what I have in my hand. A candy for you. Hey, Daddy, I want a candy. Give me the candy. Only if you come with me and I see you open the door and we meet Paul as well, then you get the candy. And it seems that it's easier to his son to come to the shul. And it seems maybe I am mechanech to tefillah. And this is the real huge trap that many, many, many parents falling down there. And you know why? Because I already told you, the real matter in education is to go out from your perspective and get into your child's perspective. Let's try to imagine Yossi's perspective. Yossi is reading right now. He's getting with his toys right now. Then his father says, Yossi, I want you to come to the field. What Yossi feels, he feels so bad. Oh, no. Again, the feeling, I hate it. Suddenly, his father showed him a candy. Oh, look what a great candy. Look what a special candy. 
So I think it's accomplished to me, it's good to me, that I'm going to suffering for a half an hour to walk with my father to the shul, to open that siddur, to pretend that I'm praying, or even if I'm really praying, okay? But all over the feeling, he has only one thing in his mind. You know what is it? Candy. That's it. He says the candy is so important that I worth to suffer for 30 minutes because in the end of this suffering, I'm going to get a candy. Now you really understand what's going on here? The value of the candy getting more respected position comparing to the tefillin. <laughs> Look, it's, it's amazing. But his father, he says, he means to say, Look, my dear son, your tefillin is so important to me that it's worth to me to pay cash money and buy you a candy because I want to show you how it's important to me, your tefillin, that I'm ready to put an effort, to put money and get you a candy. But this is your perspective. In Yossi's perspective, he says, look what a great candy. The candy is so important that I better suffering for 30 minutes just to get this real price. Oh, so the candy gets its value, not at the filler. At the filler, this is the payment. Okay, I have to suffering from 30 minutes, for 30 minutes. I have to open the book, to read it, to fill out, to make myself, to, to pretend that it's really interesting me. But all over the feeling has one thing on his mind, and this is the candy. That's it. I think this example has the power to demonstrate how worth, how horrible the regular using And prizes. And I don't have to tell you that there is an entire classes established on a game of the name of the game is prizes and punishments. The Rebbe hold on his table a pile of the candies. And that's the way he keep the discipline in his class or keep the the, the level of the studies. And it's, it's worse. It's a horrible way. Because even if it seems that your children, your kids in your classroom, actually behave, acting as well, learning, they have one thing on their mind, and the prime. In the end of the day, they left the school with one great value. Prizes, Candies, sweets, something like that. That's it. Now you ask yourself, what about a punishment? And why discipline is a better way? I know I left you with many, many questions on your mind. It's shame. We have the all answer right after the vocal break that we were going to take. Just to remind you that you still keep um, and sending us your text messages. Uh, our phone number for text is 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398.
That's 347-927-838 for your text messages. If you want to call, uh, phone number 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. We're going to a small vocal uh, break, and then we'll be right back. Stay with us. Lishmar, 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 Lishm
Now, let's say a few words about the issue of punishment. Let's say that I told my son many, many times that I have some orders, I have some commands, and he's careless. He has maybe chutzpah, maybe he's just careless. He doesn't really take it in a, in seriously. And I just stand in Beirut and I ask myself, so what should I do? Because my son has to make his homework. He must take a shower. He must get to, get a bed on time. What can I do with that? And then the quick, the magic solution is punishment. Maybe I'm going to tell him, if you don't go to bed, next night you're going to go to your bed one hour earlier. And then my son getting threaded. And then he get to bed. So I achieved what I wanted. I reached the goal I wanted. I, want, I wanted him to get to bed. And then he's in a bed. Sometimes it seems that it really works. But the real thing is it doesn't work because of two reasons. First of all, you can see in your eyes that it helps you not for longer. It helps, it helps you one time, maybe twice, maybe third time. That's it. That's why the punishment getting higher and higher, stronger and stronger in any system that uh, really use it on a regular basis. Second reason is 
Let's say that he got a bet. Okay, now he's in his bed. Let's take the principle of the child's perspective. In my perspective as a parent, I told him to get a bed. He didn't want to listen, so I threatened him. I told him I'm going to give you a punished, or maybe I punished him, okay? Maybe I gave him a slap. Now he got a bed. In my perspective, I say, if I wouldn't give him a punishment, he wouldn't do it ever. That's what I did it, and now he really understands. Now he knows that I, for the next time when I tell him to get a bed, he knows I'm serious. But this is in your perspective, dear parent. It doesn't really make the difference. What really makes the difference is what's going on in your child's heart, how he sees the, the things. What is his perspective on this? And it's very simple. You don't have to be so smart to know how your child sees the things. His perspective is, Yes, you get a bed. Oh, no, I don't want to get a bed. You didn't get a bed yet. I'm going to slap you. I'm going to punish you. Okay, 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 don't yell. That's what he says in his heart. What a bad daddy I have. Oh, I wish I could switch him to another one. Then I get a bed. Do you really think... That your child really internalized the value of discipline, the value of authority, that I have to be committed to a discipline, that I have to bow myself, to bow, to bow my head to the authority because I really need to learn that the world established on rules. Do you really think he's dealing with that? He has one thing on his mind. When should be the day I will release from the pressure of my father? I can release myself with, from these handcuffs. That's what he really thinks. This is the only thing he has, he has on his mind. For sure. No doubt in it. So what did you gain? You see... We put a focus on the external behavior because the external behavior, one moment earlier, my son was standing in the living room, and one minute after, he is in his bed, so I made it. No, no, no. It's just a technical thing. That's it. This is his external behavior, not more than that. And the, the old in education is the inner perspective, the internalization, because if someone asks you, what is the real success in education? What is the real success in chinuch? No doubt, we say, if the values that I try to inherit in my child became part of his will, became an integral part of his personality, then I knew I made it. Now let's think it let let's think about our daily schedule. Our the, 
Are really our children really internalized the values of discipline, the values of kibbutz Hurim? When daddy says something, you have to be committed. If it, if it, even if you don't have the cheshek right now to do that, you must do that. That's the value he internalized, or maybe the total opposite. Maybe he says to himself, oh, no, where should be the day that I'm going to relieve myself from this handcuff? That's what he really thinks. So punishment actually seems to be in benefit. Seems to us that, he's, that it helps us. It helps us. But this is not real. This is not a way. Nobody can make one step forward because of punishment. Even if the Torah, in the Torah we see that Hashem says some of punishment, and we all know that. But punishment can be benefit for one thing. You know what? That I don't want my child to cross the line. I don't want him to get back. But to make him to make one step forward, not punishment, only by enjoyment. And we all know that. The base of it, actually, it says in the Sefer Mesilat Yesharim, Ramchal, the Ramchal says, Ha'adam lo nivra, ela li'itanega al-Hashem, v'lehenot misiv shechinato. Which means, the only reason why Hashem created a person, why Hashem created the humankind is because Hashem wants us to get pleasure. To get a spiritual, real pleasure. This is the only reason He created us. Because He is the, he is the most good. Hashem, this is the, the real Tov. And because he's so good, he wants to make a pleasure to other people. That's why he created us. This is the main reason for our existence here in this world. So if Hashem wants us to get a pleasure, so this only thing can actually make us to make a movement. The only thing can make can can make people to make step forward is stimulation, enjoyment, pleasure. This is the only concept which can be attractive for someone that he wants something because he thinks it's nice. You know, there is a great mechanic, a great educator, very very famous. That as much as I curious, I didn't, I didn't get the point how he has so huge impact on so many teenagers and small kids. This is the great famous mechanic which called iPhone. Did you hear about iPhone? This is a great mechanic. Look what a great impact he has on our child's life. Look how. Many people he can he can 
take with himself which way he wants. What is the secret of the great mechanic which called iPhone? You know, the great secret is he's not trying to make any change. He just says, look how enjoyable I am. Look how many pleasure you can get if you just told me. Look how nice am I. That's it. Stimulation. You got a concept? Stimulation. And because of the stimulation, he can make a great impact. Let's make an exercise, okay? Close your eyes. Parents, close your eyes and think to yourself. Who was the person which made the great impact on my life? Each one of us has a few like that, at least one. One people that had a great impact on my life since I was a teenager, since I was, uh, I was a child. Maybe this is a father, maybe this is a mother, maybe it's a grandfather, maybe, maybe this is a special teacher, a special mora, maybe someone in the shul. Each one of us has someone that he had a great impact. Let's try to make the equation between them, you know? All those people didn't try to change us. They didn't try to criticize us. They didn't try to improve us. They just was warm. They gave warm and affection. There was an image that... You just wanted to be like them because of their firmness, because of their uh, 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 warmth and affection. In another word, stimulation. Those guys stimulated you to be like them. And that's why they were the people who could make any change, any impact on our life, just, uh, just like the iPhone concept. The same thing. This is the same creation. Don't think, now. iPhone has the, the helping of the Yetzer Hara. Yetzer Hara is not the uh, object to this thing, so that's why it's great impact. No, it's not a truth. The truth is that if I see someone or something that I really convinced, I deeply convinced that I, this is enjoyable, I have an enjoyment and a pleasure if I get close to him or if I behave like him. That's why I want to be like him. That's the great power that he has impact on me. This is the only reason. You can see some teenager here in Israel make a special haircut because there is a, a football uh, actor, the player, a very famous football player, that he has haircut like this. You know, thousands of thousands of Israel teenagers make the same haircut. Are you crazy? This football player don't even know you. He don't even know about of your existence. And you just make a hair, haircut like him? You really think he should know about that? Who you try to impress? 
But he says, no, when I have this haircut, I'm cool. I want to be like him when I grow up. Are you crazy? Yes. Precisely because the famous football player didn't want to affect you, didn't want to make any impact on you, the very fact that he didn't mean to change you, that's why he has so great impact on you. Because you feel, I choose the way. Not a him make the choice for me. I make the choice. I want to be like him. You feel that it makes you pleasure. That's the way, that's the way how things working. I want to be like someone. Because I deeply convinced that if I be like him, I'll be cool. I'll be in the center of the society, whatever. Imaginations, it, it's illusions, I know. But teenager doesn't know it. He convinced it's going to make me happy. And also in adult, why did you buy precisely the, the watch that you have on your hand? You know why? Not because you really was convinced it's so quality uh, watch. Because you saw a great gentleman on a, uh, on a great park, a canyon, on a mall, a huge picture businessman with a very respected uh, uh, suitcase, and he watched his hand, and he watched his watch, and a high tower is on the background, and it's so important. And he held the same watch. That's the real reason why you bought the same watch, because you want to feel belong to a high society. Illusion. Imagination. This is the real power. This is the main engine of the life. You want to make one step forward? First of all, try to stimulate your child, but not by prizes, because prizes make distraction. Your child, your dear Yossi, sits next to you in the shul, and he opens the siddur, and he's davening, but he has one thing on his mind, the prize. So the prize makes distraction instead of being focused on the tefillah and make the internal connection to the words. You just always think about the candy, about the prize, which means the prize makes distraction from internalization of the real value of the tefillah. I hope I didn't make things more complicated. Now we're going to a small vocal break. And then, Mr. Hashem, uh, we shall continue on with this topic, and I hope we have, yeah, we have time for your questions. And I warmly recommending you to keep and send us your text messages. Our phone, num- our phone number is for texting three four seven nine two seven eight think eight no three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's three four seven nine two seven eight three 
718-684-9984. Texting. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. We are going to a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with you with the continue. Stay with us.
Well, we're here back with you, the listeners. And now, let's try uh, to explain and to illuminate one more thing. We said that the real value that I want to inherit in my child is discipline. And let's go back to the ruler that we put in the beginning of this radio show. On the right side, we have the prizes. We already explained the danger in prizes, because prizes make a distraction. Prizes make distraction from the, the essential value that I'm trying to inherit. If I want my child to be clean, and I tell, I tell him, my dear child, if you take a shower every night for a, while, for a whole month, I'm going to buy you something. I'm going to give you a prize. Then all over the month, every time, each time that he's taking the shower, he doesn't, his mind is not open to internalize the value of, the, of be cleaning. He just think about the prize. And some parents make a post on the refrigerator and they put a check, check, check every night. <laughs> it's more helping, it's more help the distraction because his own mind actually focuses just on the prize. His mind doesn't open to internalize the value of cleaning. That's why we should not recommending to use apprises on a regular base. Okay? Now, on the left side on the ruler, we have the punishments. The punishments make the same thing, just worse. Because your child starts to develop a hate, hating to the concept, to the value. Let's say that you tell him, I want you to take a shower every night. If you want, if you, if you, want, you will not go to the trip, to the camp with your friends. Now he is afraid to lose the camp. And every night that he's taking a shower, he has one thing on his mind. Oh, I wish I had a different parent. I wish I can release myself from the threats of my parents. That's it. His mind is not open to internalize the value of being cleaning. That's why prizes and punishments should not be in use on a regular basis. But the center of the ruler it's also a method of activation. I want to activate my child, but not by punishments and not because of the prizes, just because of the discipline. Now, what is the concept behind the discipline? I know that I spoke about discipline so, so many, many, many times in my lectures. But now let's try to illuminate another angle of the issue of discipline. Discipline means there is an authority. In America, I had learned 
very interesting answer by parents. Parents say, I wanted to take a shower, but mommy, why? Because. <laughs> very, very smart answer, and I really mean it. Because I want my child to internalize. You have to do that because of? No reason. Because I say that. That's it. Because of mommy, say that. Because there are rules, and you have to be committed to the rules. You can explain your child and tell him, look, my dear son, in spite that you think that I'm doing whatever I want as a parent, but it's not real. I have to be in work, at work on 8 a.m. Because if I wouldn't be there, they're going to fire me. So I'm also don't doing whatever I want. I have to go to the work because I need to get an income. So I have to pay to your school, to the kindergarten, to the grocery, to tax. I need money. I have to get sleep early because if I want, I want to get up on the time. So I'm going to lay to my work place and then I'd be in troubles. Explain your child that you also committing to the rules of the life. That's the way people live their life. And that's why I ask you to do that, because I want you to get used to the fact that you have to be committed to the rules as younger as you are. Because as, young, as younger as you are, it's going to be easier to you to getting used to the idea that there are rules and you have to follow them. Then, when you get an adult, it will be easier to you. Now, this explanation that I uh, introduced right now should be said from time to time, but also not on a regular basis. You know why? Because the concept of discipline that you have to do because I say that with no explanation. But from time to time, give them the explanation, but not in a situation they don't want to do what you just asked from them, okay? When they don't want to do that, you have to be consistent on your commands because of the discipline, because I say it. But in different times, when you see it in a pleasure and in a nicely conversation, then you can say, you know what, the explanation of discipline, you know why sometimes I'm telling you to do something, and you say, I don't want to do that, and I have to say, and I say, no, you have to do that, because sometimes in a nicely conversation, not in a situation of undiscipline, in different times, from time to time, kids has to hear this explanation from time to time. But when it really happens, now you have to be consistent. Consistently on your commands, because I say that. Now, I know that many, many questions just popping up right now on your mind. But how? But from from where to start and, 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 and how to do that. And, and if you just know my child, my children, 
you wouldn't say that because you don't know what a mess I have in my house. You can imagine yourself, to yourself, I don't know how to take in control about this case, the daily schedule. What are you talking about? Discipline? And then they run in a way just to hold the prizes and the punishments method. And this confusion actually makes it different. Confusion leads you to nothing, leads you to damages. Don't be silly to go to go with it. I know I cannot give a specific answer, a specific way to each one of your homes because it's getting different, a little difference between from house to house, from home to home, from family to family. But the guidance rule, the guidance lines has to be clear. Dear Yossi, I want you to take your plate to the garbage right now. I don't want to do that. You hold his hand and you tell him, I'm not going to let you move from here till you do that. Did you understand that? In a stable, firm voice, not in a begging voice. Some advisors, some advisors say, if you can go on a nicely way, why should you have to go in the bad way? Just ask him, do you want to help mommy? Don't you have mercy on mommy? Let's go. Let's arrange your stuff together. Let's let. Let's do it together. Come help, Mommy. This is a great damage. No, it's not a way. It has to be in a command tone. I want you to take your plate to the garbage right now and right here. If he careless, you held his hand with no anger. Remember the golden rule, no anger. No anger, no emotional. Stay stable and calm and tell him again, I'm not going to let you move from here until you do that. And say it again and again and again and again and again till he do that. Now, I know many parents tell to themselves right now, oh, no, what are you talking about? I have about 100, maybe 200 demands a day. So each one of the demands, I have to stay stable and tell him again and again and again. <laughs> it's the end of the day. So I say, very simple, let's make an exercise, okay? Training of two weeks. For two weeks, I want you to sit with your husband and make a list of three most important thing that you want your child to do. What is the uh, the missions that he has to do every day? Only three things or maybe even two. And you have to make an inner decision. I'm going to ask my child to do only A, B, and maybe C. That's it. But don't let your child know about it, okay? Your child, in his perspective, has to think that you ask, you demand from him whatever you want, 
But you, as a parent, have to decide on three things. That's what I'm going to ask him to do. Okay? Now, first game, it's be easier to you to stay consistent, to, f- to make sure that he follow your orders. Second gain is it will be easier to your child to follow your orders because right now the situation in your house is 100, 200 demands a day. Now let's take 100 demands, okay? I'm talking about the simple discipline things that you, that you want him to do. Brush your teeth, get your, uh, uh, put on your pajama, I want you to get a bed, I want you to, to take the plate, I want you to, um, to go to the grocery, I want you to, to make your homework, okay? Let's say that at least we have 100 uh, commands a day. Now, how many command, commands he really follow? Maybe 20? So those 20 that you said and he did it, he followed your orders, you actually educated him to be disciplined. But there are more 80 demands left remained, 80 demands remained that he didn't listen to you, that he didn't follow your orders. So 20 demands, you educate him, him, you get him used to be disciplined. But 80 demands, you educated him to be undisciplined. So what is the chance he's going to make an improvement? He's going to be more disciplined. There's no chance. So what you have to do, you have to pick up only three missions, okay? Three things that you have that you are going to demand him. Now, as I said, A, it's going to be easier to you to make sure that he follow your orders and to stay consistent with no pressure, with no anger, with no emotional feelings. Second gain is it will be easier to him to internalize that when mommy says some things, she really means it. She's not going to move from here till I do that. Maybe on the first time, second time, three times, tenth, first time, it will be very weird because it's not believe my mommy made a real change. I know she, that she asked one time, twice, third time, and that's it. I do what, whatever I want. I'm, I set the rules in this house. Suddenly he sees that his mother can stay consistent for one hour till he takes his play to the garbage. During the time, he internalized that, oh, no, my mommy is really serious. He doesn't realize that you ask only. He doesn't notice the fact that you actually ask only three things. But the real gain is that slowly, slowly, your child getting used to the fact, mommy says something, I have to follow her order. Mommy said order, order, I have to follow it. Then we have 100% of discipline in our house, right? In the beginning we have 20 commands that he follow, but 80 commands that he undisciplined. Now we have only three. (laughs) 
but this is actually 100% of our demands. He's following them. So he's getting used to the fact that he is disciplined. During the time, we can add one more thing, one more thing. Now, I know that you ask yourself, oh, no, I have 100 necessary demands a day, and you want me to go one by one till he'll be teenager? Then I, I complete the 100 demands? No. I'm telling you, if you're going that way, it wouldn't be, you know, a, a one more uh, command for a month. No. Because the personality of your child will become to be disciplined personality. Disciplined personality means that he getting used to the idea, let me say something, which means there is an authority. I have to be committed. Very, very fast you can see that it has its impact all over the fields of the life. His personality became personality of disciplined boy. And then you will see whatever you say, he's going to do that. Not 100%, okay, he's not a robot. But 80%, 75%. This is very good. This is excellent. You don't want a robot. <laughs> you want a human boy, right? So this is the idea I can tell you. A phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. Now, let's pick one of your text messages. Um, um, hi, I understand what you said, but how can I inspire them to listen to me? I always feel like no one listens unless I scream. Even if I pick them up and walk them uh, to let's say their plate to put in the garbage, they say they don't want to and to they don't want to and run back to whatever they were doing before. This is precisely what we talked about, and the same example I gave right now. Let's say it is so important to you that they will take the plate to the garbage. So from right now, from right from now on, let's say that. This is one of the three missions that you give them, the three order that you have to give them. And each time you say, Yossi, I want you to take the plane to the garbage. No, I don't want to do that. He doesn't even listen to you. On the first time, it's going to be very hard. But the second time, third time, fourth time, it's going to be easier and easier. You stay calm and you say, Yossi, I don't want to, I, I, I'm not going to let you go from here until you do that. Suddenly, he noticed that you're really serious. The situation didn't end like the 100 last times. Now there is a real change. He wouldn't internalize the change on the first time. But this is the shortest time, the shortest way that I know. In two weeks, you can see changes like a miracle, believe me. 347-927-8398 for text messages. A phone number for calling, 718-683-5858. Now we're going to another vocal musical break, and we'll be right back with you. Stay with us.
uh, in the house. I want her to be part of this house. I want her to feel how hard it is to make a laundering and cooking and something like this. So I want her to appreciate that. Excellent. If you want to get that, it's enough to get those three missions that I recommended. A, B, C. That's the thing that I think it's very important to my child to internalize the value of give a hand in the house, okay? But not more than that. If you need some assistance, so get some assistance. But not, it's, it should not be on the children's head, okay? This is not a children's duty. There's no any uh, 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 sentences, the Torah, which says that if the life is difficult for to you, and it's very hard to you to function without give them some jobs, doesn't mean they are your workers, okay? I'm sorry to tell you that, but this is the truth. Well, uh, dear listener, one more point that I would like to tell you, just to uh, complete the picture as much as I can, because two hours probably is not enough. Um, look, discipline has many, many, many gains. I didn't talk even about one of them. But what I just told you right now is that, that uh, discipline actually demonstrates the idea of authority. World of rules. We know that the society, especially in the U.S., actually cracking down just because one thing. We're losing the world of rules. And as much as you can do it in the infancy, in the earlier age of your child, as much as he's younger, First of all, it will be easier to you to make them getting used to the concept of world of rules. Second, it will be easier to your children when they're growing up. This is not a struggling for them because they already, they already observed that in the infancy, in the childhood. That's it. That's the world they know. They don't even know a different world of breaking the rules. Because if you take a child, since he born, till getting a teenager, that's the family he knew. That's the world he knew. World of rules. That he committed to the rules. He has to follow the rules. That's it. That's the world he know. That's the way he's growing up. And when he's grown, when he's grown, man, that's it. It's an integral part of his personality. How many people we see driving a car and make a parking in the wrong place? Why they do it? Why do you think they do it? Because they don't know this is not a place to parking. They know. They don't afraid about a ticket. They afraid. Maybe they're so rich 
They have no problem with the ticket. No, they don't reach. So why are they parking in a forbidden place? You know why? Because they, because they didn't grow up in an atmosphere of rules, in a world of rules. You can't imagine to yourself how many uh, um, uh, consequences this matter of discipline has to the child's future, to the long term. How many people add some construction to their apartment without permission from the city? Why they do that? Because they don't afraid for afraid from the law. They afraid. They so rich. No, they don't reach. So why are they getting trouble? Just because one thing in their mind. The rules are not something so firm, so, so stable, so strong. You can break the rules. You know how many times my mother told me to do something and I break her word? So what? So they decided something. So what? What is the matter of decision? Okay. So what is the big deal? Today I say that. Tomorrow I say the opposite. So what is the big deal? But if you educate your child from the infancy, from his childhood, he's getting into a world of where of rules. When he is growing up, it is not even struggling to him. He knows <laughs> what are you talking about? There are rules. This is not a place for parking. I cannot add any construction to my uh uh uh, apartment without a permission from the city. I'm not going to cheat the city on the tax because I know there are rules. That's it. That's, that's the world. I know. It's weird to me to cross the line. Well, I think this is the, this is the part which uh, completing the picture of, of the issue of discipline. Don't forget you the example I gave you. Always keep the ruler in your mind. On the right side, we have the prizes. On the left side, we have the punishments. On the middle side, we have the discipline. All, those, all these third are ways to activate my child. But prizes... It's destroyable. This is not, it's very negative. Punishments call the homer negative. The right way, the middle way, is discipline. Discipline demonstrates the world is not hefker. The world has its rules, and you have to be committed. Well, the listeners, before we end this radio show, uh, I got a text message with an announcement about the half. Chala, I told you to, there is a Frashat Chala by Arut on 3 p.m. Exactly 3 p.m. New York local time, of course. And there are hundreds of branches around the world, uh, including New York, of course, that you can uh, join to the great mitzvah of uh, Afrashat Chala. Uh, you can contact Arut Alpayim in Israel. The phone number is 3. 
Keep listening to J Rich Radio and enjoy. Bye bye.